You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, guys? The NFL playoffs are here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Here's what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN. This wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As the Nationals are strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. Season coming back from 14 nothing down. What a win! The show by the fans for the fans, covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to episode number 95 of the DC Crossover. That is Mike Cerrone. I am Ben Simpson. Another season in the books as the Washington football team wraps up, uh, wrapped up their uh, their season here. And we're going to be talking about it today on the DC Crossover as well as some of the other 
sporting news in the district. And uh, you may have caught our post-game show the other day on The Contender. We encourage you always to download the app. That's Contender with a K, where you can listen to Mike and I do post-game shows. And my guess is, as we get further into the Caps and the Wizards season, if either of those teams um, has a big game or uh, obviously playoff push and things like that, Mike and I might be doing some post-game stuff for them in the future. So definitely uh, download The Contender. It's free, so you can hear us on that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover for the main show account and at Sarone sixteen for Mike. Well, I'm gonna try to get through the show, Mike. I will say I'm sick. I am sick. Oh. It's gone through the house. It started with my daughter, uh, stuffy nose, and all that sort of stuff. And then is it, it got, is it is it that bad cold that everyone's getting? They think they think it's like Omicron or something like that. So I know for a fact that it's not Omicron because I'm like. We haven't left like the house. Like we were, so like it was like there's no way it would have gotten to us. But it, it's she. My daughter was sick with the stuffy nose and runny nose and all that sort of stuff and a cough. And then it got to my wife, and she had the stuffy nose. She still has it. And then the other day, your boy throat starts hurting a little bit, and Ooh. I'm getting a little stuffed up. And I I took Nyquil last night. Slept through the entire night. It was great. Took a <laughs> took a nice little uh, fifteen milliliters of Nyquil or whatever it is. Fifty milliliters, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever the recommended dose. I, is. I think it's thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, took that, and then I mean, if if my daughter was crying at any point in the night, I sure didn't hear it because I was fast asleep. Deep right. dreams, Mike. Deep, deep Ooh, sleep. Deep. Uh, having deep, those deep. having those big dreams. So. Uh, I will try my best <laughs> to make it through the show. I got the water cup here. I'm supposed to hop on the elliptical after the show. 2022, trying to lose some weight. Jeez. We'll see what happens. Regardless, we are here. Uh, Mike is here. The snow is gone. It's all melted away. We're back to regular work week. Mike, you had that extra week off last week. Must have must have felt nice in a way. I mean, it was nice in a way, but then at the same time, you look at it and say, like, okay, I went back to school today, and honestly. I could, and when I'm I'm a PE teacher, obviously, so I need to have a loud voice, stuff like that. And usually I do, obviously. But when it comes down to this whole entire first day back after that last week of whatever the heck that was, because whole speculation on different topics, don't even want to go into it. Sure, sure. But, but at the same time, I lost my voice like three times a day. Like Jeez. I would be saying something and all of a sudden like my voice would just stop working. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I was like, what is happening with me? I, I was calling at those kids. I was coughing and I couldn't, I couldn't like get my, I, it wasn't like I, my, I had a sore throat or anything like that. Right. It was just like, I literally couldn't speak. Your vocal cords <laughs> weren't used to yelling at those kids, man. It had been three yeah. weeks. Exactly. You had exactly. Three weeks well, off. Well, that's the thing is we need, I mean, two weeks was definitely needed because it was, right. it's been a rough year so far, but that third week was just kind of like. It was kind of a gift, and I have some guys that are just trashing me, uh, like some buddies that are just trashing me. So, oh, well, man, you just had a whole week off, and you got paid for it. And I was like, yeah, well, you make a lot more money than I do. So. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's, it, oh, it's just, it was just, it was a rough, uh, rough time back today. But we're uh, we're back at it again. Yes, we're back at it again. And before we get to the show, I did want to ask. I had gotten a, a text from you uh, over the last week. <laughs> Um, so Mike knows I'm a, I'm a go to bed early guy. Uh, if you text me past 10 o'clock, the likelihood is I'm not going to see it, but I also get up really early cause the baby wakes me up at, you know, so I'm up at like four or five in the morning, most mornings. So, so I'll see him. And I believe the text came in at like 
four something or three something in the morning. So actually, I saw it. I didn't see it immediately come in, but I saw it pretty soon thereafter. And yeah. it said something around uh, wanting to talk about something on the show. And uh, he didn't tell me what it was. So I have not heard what this is, but I am interested. You've got my interest peaked because it's been <laughs> like three or four days since you texted that. Yeah, and well, that's the funny thing is obviously, you know, over break, and I'm a night owl, so I'm always awake all the sure. time. I mean, literally all the time, like all last week and most of break and stuff like that. Like, I'm going to bed at like two, three in the morning. Right. Like, Mike's on just, West Coast time for sure. Yeah, right. And uh, I'm on time from like, you know, Zimbabwe or something. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but that's the thing is, so all break, I was just up late. I was playing video games. I was watching games and betting on sports and different stuff like that. And I was sleeping in and just doing whatever. Um, but because obviously, like I said, we needed that two weeks because it's been a rough year. But at the same time, I'm a night owl as it is. And obviously, last week on Thursday night was when the, the second snow hit um, the DMV. Right. And that wasn't too, too much. It was what, like maybe a few inches? Yeah, the second one was definitely only a couple inches. The first one was like legit. That was like a legit snowstorm. It was like, you know, I don't know what the final tally was on the inches, but like the the, the second one that came through, a lot lighter, a lot easier to shovel. Uh, it wasn't right. It wasn't as bad. Yeah, it was about, I think it was like two or three inches or something like that. Still, you know, significant snow in the middle of the night. So I'm sitting here just watching TV, hanging out. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably about time to go to bed. It's about 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. And uh, I'm just hanging out, looking at my phone, you know, because I usually, you know, and everyone says, oh, it's bad for you if you do that. I don't care. You only live once. Sure. So um, now that's the motto, apparently, from Drake. Um, so when you're looking at my phone or when I'm looking at my phone, I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden I hear this and it's like a, a leaf blower outside. And I was like, Oh, that's not going to be good. Someone's going to be real pissed about that in the morning. I might get an email from the, the whole entire management company and all that kind of stuff. Right. People, so you figured it was like a worker or something like for the apartment he, yeah. complex or something like that. The condo, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I think, well, cause obviously I, I, I live in a condo complex. So I think they contracted, my mom told me, I think they probably contracted somebody right. out to do it. And I was like, actually, that's probably a good idea. Cause when I used to live in an apartments where you were renting and stuff like that, then they would have like the maintenance guys that go out there in the middle of the night. So I think they hired somebody and they just got out there. And of course, like I said, it was like, and it was literally, and like, it was at like four in the morning. It was three, like forty-five three. in the morning. So, like it was close to four, right? And like I said, I was awake, so I was like, "It's not going to be that big of a yeah, deal." For you, you it's know? no problem. But I was like, because it was annoying a little bit. But it was, I was like, you know, whatever. And I was like, someone's going to be pissed off. First of all, I was thinking about the man upstairs, not not God, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the other guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you've talked about this guy. Yeah. And I was like, man, he's going to wake up and he's going to go ballistic. Yeah, this is the exact <laughs> sort of thing for the man upstairs to get pissed off about. I I, th I thought he was going to be throwing snowballs or ice icicles right. or something at this dude. And all of a sudden, I hear this noise. And I was like, what was that? And then I'm like, nah, it was nothing. 30 seconds later, I hear this guy come out and start screaming at the top of his lungs on his balcony. And starts throwing obscenities at this one worker dude just trying to do his job. And he starts going ballistic. He starts, you might have to have some uh, bleeps in here, by the way. Just so censor he, yourself. Because I don't, uh, don't, don't, don't give me the extra work. Censor yourself. Uh, okay. He was like, he, he, he came out and he's like, hey, hey, hey. 
okay? And started screaming. And, I, and I, at first, I'm freaked out. Like, right. you know, like I, I think like he's somebody yelling. being murdered right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Am I going to be on a Netflix documentary? <laughs> I thought he was yelling at me. Like, that's how right. scared I was. And it was funny. And you're still awake. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> and, he, and he starts, hey, hey, hey. And then the guy, like, sh- like shuts off the leaf blower. Like, why right. is this guy just screaming? Right. And he's like, Turn that S off. Nobody gives a flying F about the stupid F in sidewalks. Wow. <laughs> and he and he said a couple other things. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to fiddle with my phone trying to get the recording because I wanted to I wanted to play it. Right. And I'm and I'm like, oh my God. And I couldn't tell who it was. I think it was somebody in my building, but I, I think it could have been like a, like a floor a, a below and like to the right or something like it was some because it fe- felt like it was coming from my Your building. Your complex has some yellers, man. Dude, you have some people that get it, a little angry. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I I was like, first of all, my first thought was I gotta text Ben because I know this is gonna be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was freaked out because this dude literally was blowing this guy's doors off by right. screaming and cussing at him and he's just getting paid to blow the sidewalk off yeah i and mean look like i get it something wakes you up and is late at night and maybe out of work the next day or whatever like you're not going to be happy about it but to go to the lengths of probably waking up even more everybody people yeah. by yelling from your balcony because look leaf blower sounds obviously are annoying but i feel like if you were sleepy enough, you could ignore it enough, I feel like. Or, like, all right, pop your headphones in for five minutes or whatever and, like, play some soft music to, like, not listen to it. I don't know. There's ways to get around that. But yeah. to, but to have a guy screaming from his uh, porch or whatever. Oh, dude. It, it, you, could, you could literally hear it from probably from to the Harris Teeter that right, was right, literally right. across the street. Like you could literally hear it. Cause it was so like his, his yell was louder than a leaf blower. And that's the thing is I understand like it was Thursday. You had to go to work the next day, you know, whatever. I understand that. And maybe you have a kid and the kid wakes up and now you can't go back to sleep no matter what. Right. Like whatever it may be. I understand that. But Send an email to the, the management company. Don't, right, I mean, don't, right. I mean, and, and because, Yes, obviously, when it was snowing, middle of the night, the guy has to get out there and start doing stuff, or he's just going to have to have a twice as hard of a job the next day. But that's his gig. I mean, that's what he's doing. And like I said, he was screaming so violently. Like, it was so violent. Like, it was like a, a like scream. He, like, to the point where it sounded like he was a second away from walking downstairs oh, and yeah. beating up this guy. <laughs> like, oh, was that level. Seriously, he was like screaming about the stupid sidewalks. Now, obviously, the guy upstairs is a little bit more... Uh, he freaks out a little bit more. They're on, crazy like, in their own ways, like know? squirrels and and yeah, and, wi- yeah. and wind. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but when I heard that, like I said, chills were right. going down my spine, and I was like, it felt like the situation when you're a kid and you miss curfew or something. Because I've had stories in the past where you know I miss curfew by like an hour and a half one time. Oof. And my dad woke me up at 6 a.m. the next morning and made me clean the gutters for like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> like I've had situations like that. And it feels like that where you know, even if you just like ask him, hey, well, like, what'd you say? Like, if you ask your parent, like, what, like, what'd you say? I didn't hear you. 
like just out of curiosity, like they'll, you, you think they're going to scream at you uh, right, because right, it's, right. it's like, it's like that, like you're shaking because you don't know if you're doing something wrong or you don't want to do something wrong. So how, in did, it, how did it all play out? Was, after the yelling, did the guy just eventually stop doing the snowblower thing? It, well, the funny thing was, is that he stopped doing the snowblower or the, or the not the snowblower, the leaf yeah, blower. Yeah, cause, yeah. And, and he stopped doing that. And all of a sudden you hear 30 seconds later, Ah. He, starts, he starts shoveling the rest of the sidewalk. Man, poor guy. He was like, "Look, I've invented a way to make this snow I, uh, so easily dispersed. I, I just yep. take a, uh, I take a leaf blower and I blow the snow off the sidewalk. Saves my back, saves my arms. It's very easy to do. I just pop out there, three thirty on the dot in the morning. Pop out there, snow blow the sidewalks, and then I, then I go home and go to bed with my family." And and this guy ruined the plant, and now he has to use the shovel, and his his back's aching. <laughs> the guy's probably ninety years old, and he's just—I he, mean, it just must be a disaster. Well, yeah, yeah, you have, yeah, I mean, you have to think that it's probably this 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 you know whatever company. It's not like you know this other big landscaping company you'd think, right? But you you think it's like some company that has well you know a well reputation or something like that. Maybe has four or five guys, but we have like literally like fourteen, fifteen buildings here. So it's like you have to think about it. Like that's a lot of sidewalks. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. No and, wonder he needed the leaf blower. And you have this one guy screaming at you, like I- I'm going to come and murder you if I hear one more eh, like in my ear. Like I-, I, I felt bad for the guy. I mean, the story. I thought it was. Now that I'm telling it, it's not as funny as I thought. I mean, it's but pretty, <laughs> it, it, it's not necessarily funny. It's more just wild. It's a wild situation right, to be in. Right. And the funniest part of it is the fact that you. We're up at that time, completely <laughs> wide awake. Like you hadn't gone to bed; it didn't wake you up. You were already awake, and that is the funny <laughs> story. I think, honestly, it is. Um, it is. the man, the man upstairs, and now you've got the. the but have you located where this guy is? This, this, this no. one is in. Okay, no, I, I, I haven't. I haven't located where he is. Um, you know how you, you know. find out tonight? Turn on the leaf blower. Three thirty in the morning. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, Just do I'm, it. I'm, that's I'm that's going how you find it. out where he is. Uh, <laughs> let's hit up the rewind machine. Talk a little bit about uh, what happened in this past week in DC sports. Catch you up on some things you may have missed. One thing you definitely didn't miss: Washington football team losing their final game of the season, twenty-two to seven. Or sorry, winning. What am I talking about? They won the game, twenty-two-seven against the Giants. I was thinking of losing because of their record, seven and ten, their final record on the season. Uh, Taylor Heineke, nine for eighteen, hundred twenty yards, no touchdowns. Uh, pretty bad game from him. Antonio Gibson though had a great game, twenty-one carries, one hundred forty-six yards, and a TD. And Bobby McCain, Mike's favorite Washington football team player. Bobby McCain, two picks, including a pick six. Uh, we'll talk more about the Washington football team and the, the season as a whole uh, in a little bit. But uh, that is your final there. 22-7 win against the Giants. What about the Caps, Mike? So the Caps, uh, kind of a weird week, uh, long week, I should say. Uh, 27-9, and they are third in the Metro Division. Obviously, last week they were first in the Metro Division, but we have lost uh, two straight. One was in overtime to Minnesota, uh, but the first one uh, on Tuesday at Montreal was postponed. So the first game that they actually had that counted uh, was a loss to the Blues 5-1. to one. That was not a pretty game. They were up one to nothing. The Blues scored five straight. And it was just a blow-up uh, of, of a game for the most part. Uh, Oshie and Backstrom on injured reserve. Uh, Daniel Sprong scored the only goal for the Caps early in the first period. Uh, it was just it was just not uh, not a good sign. Sam Sonoff had a really big dud. He gave up four goals on 16 shots. The Blues 
were just on point in St. Louis. And by the way, I love it when the Blues, I always see it on like TikTok and stuff like that. In game, when they do the celebrity look like, oh yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah. That's oh, great. that's so funny because some of them bit. are some of them are hilarious. A really great bit. Right. Uh, moving on to Saturday, the very next day, they lost to Minnesota, the Wild, three-two in a shootout. Carl Hagelin had a pass go between two teammates and go in between uh, the pipes of the empty net that the Caps had on a delayed penalty. That's always the one big factor when it comes to delayed penalties because you pull the goalie so you can get an extra attacker for that what seven seconds that you get it which i still don't understand why they ever do that because i rarely see goals on delayed penalties but i ended up having that goal being scored and that was a goal that ended up meaning was a really big meaningful goal because it took them to the overtime and into a shootout which we ended up losing uh the wild were down nine regular starters due to covid and we still lost to them but Bukali made 21 saves, made a couple miraculous saves as well. So you never know. It's always nice to see a little showcase from a different type of player that you don't see that often because whenever a uh, trade comes down the line, if someone needs a goalie and somehow he's starting to prove himself, you could use him as trade bait. But so far, Washington Caps 27-9, third in the Metro Division. Now moving on to the Washington Wizards that ended their week with a win. Yeah, the Wiz did what the Wiz have done all year, 500 week for them. This is what they do, literally. I mean, they're 20-20 on the season, uh, ninth place in the Eastern Conference, and they had a, a 500 week. They started the week off by beating the Hornets on Monday, 124-121. Kuzma, huge night, really huge week for Kyle Kuzma. I picked him up in fantasy basketball because he, the guy's been playing lights out. 36 points and 14 rebounds. Beal had a nice game as well, 35 points, and they beat the Hornets Wednesday. Losing to the Rockets on a tough one, 114-111. A lot of the games this week were close. I mean, the largest margin was the Bulls game on Friday, which was eight points. The rest was all under that. Uh, but in that game, Kevin Porter Jr. hits a three with 0.4 seconds left uh, for the dagger three-pointer to get the win for the Rockets. Beal, 27 points on the night, but a rough part of this one, fouled out. Nine minutes left in the game, and arguably your best player fouls out of the game. Not good. Uh, Friday, back-to-back uh, -back losses as they lost to the Bulls, 130-122. Uh, Beal, 26 points. Kuzma, 21-11. and 11. But the turnover is the story in this one, 15 for the Wiz Kids. And then the other day, uh, beating the Magic, 102-100. Kuzma with a career night. 22 rebounds and 27 points. Absolutely bonkers stat line for Kyle Kuzma on that one. Um, and the Wiz get the win. So, yeah, 20 and 20. This is just what they do this year, I guess, Mike. They win. They'll lose a couple. Then they'll win a couple. They'll lose a couple back and <laughs> forth. Uh, but I will say, with so much of the season left, being around 500, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, better than yeah. being in the doghouse and being having to dig yourself out like they've had to do in years past. So, you know, not the worst thing in the world. Would like to them to go on a nice little run or something like that. We'll see. But 20 and 20. Um, so we're almost we're one game away from being exactly halfway through the NBA season and the team's ninth place in the East. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll actually be talking about the Wiz a little bit uh, later. But let's let's get back to football here. The Washington football team. Well, the Washington football team, as we mentioned, ended their season. So we're not going to be talking about this team for that much longer until the offseason in April and the draft and all that sort of stuff. Um, except for when little stories will come out as far as if they make any moves or things like that, contract stuff. We'll, of course, be talking about that. And then next month, we'll be talking about the name stuff, definitely, like everybody else. Uh, but before we get to all that, 
we got to talk about the season uh, that just ended, and that is uh, the, with the win against the Giants, the winning the final game of the season, breaking the four-game losing streak, and now the season is done, and the era of the Washington football team name is done. So just wanted to touch briefly on this, um, and you know, we'll talk a little bit about where they might need some help. I know Mike has some spots where he thinks uh, this team could improve in the offseason. And then one thing we've been talking about, of course, on the show is the draft and, and looking at quarterbacks and things like that. But before we get to that, any final thoughts on the season as a whole? Are you – I guess what, what I'm what I'm curious is, are you – uh, is this kind of was this kind of expected this finish or are you disappointed in the team um, are you or do you think they you know somehow uh, did better than expectations like g- give me your temperature reading here as far as the season's done how do you feel from the fan perspective as as far as how the season went so first off I'm going to kind of nullify the fact that when we were doing our preseason crystal ball predictions and stuff like that. 10 and 7 for me, 11 and 6 for you. That was our our picks. I just Uh, needed to switch my numbers around and I would have been right. right. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to nullify, obviously, when we were doing our crystal ball predictions, a lot of them had to deal with, you know, Curtis Samuel and Ryan Fitzpatrick and, you know, guys that were barely on the field for a game, let alone a season. And that's the biggest thing uh, with this team is I think that not having Ryan Fitzpatrick really changed the complexity of this team because Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke, two completely different quarterbacks, completely different quarterbacks. Taylor Heineke has the legs. We've talked about that multiple times um, in uh, this podcast and on post-game shows, different stuff like that, where everyone says he needs to start running, he needs to use those legs, he needs to do this, he needs to... We understand that. We, 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 we get that. But he's not a great passer. We've already realis- really established that. Ryan Fitzpatrick, not a great passer either, but he'll throw some yards. Yeah. And we've talked about it. And we he talked has a little about bit it. of that clutch factor too. Exactly. We've talked about it uh, you know, before the season started and so on and so forth uh, when it comes down to he's going to throw you out of some games, but he's also going to throw you into some games. You know, There's going to be games there where – you know. The Dallas Cowboys were up, you know, 20 points or whatever it may be. He can throw you back in that ball game. I mean, you saw uh, the Monday Night Miracle with Mark Brunel years and years and years ago where they were down, what was it, 13 points the Dallas Cowboys with like three minutes left and Mark Brunel and Santana Moss and everyone knew they were going to go deep or try to go deep at some point. Mark Brunel, Santana Moss, they ended up, you know, doing work and they got the win in that, that, that Monday Night Miracle. So I just think that Ryan Fitzpatrick, really getting hurt was a a big detriment to me because yes, you know, we were on the fence saying, all right, Taylor Heineke, we'll give him a shot, this and that, whatever. We weren't like the Heineke heroes or whatever they want to call themselves. (laughs) Uh, But at the same time, it's just unfortunate because, you know, we had so much hype with this defense. Every analyst was hyping this defense up. They were saying that this defense is going to be a top five defense. There's so many pluses on this defense, this and that about this defense. The defense was struggle bussing hard the first like five or six weeks until we started winning some games. Yeah, that win streak, I feel like, was the only time where we felt confident about this defense. That four-game win streak yep. it was like, all right, there's still, there's still some dogs on this team. And then they go on a four-game four losing streak after that. Exactly, and that's the uh, the the catalyst to that four-game win streak is we were winning the time of possession where 
you know, the more you have the ball, obviously their defense gets more tired, your defense preps more, and they get more rest. And that's just a recipe to win games. And that's why you see longer drives with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, uh, you know, and, and a bunch of other great quarterbacks out there. The elongated drives make your defense look better. Do we all think that the you know the uh, the Seattle defense uh, at at one point this season had like a two or three game stretch where they were a lot better? No, it's because Russ was Russ came back from the thumb injury and they started playing better without yeah. Geno Smith under center. Right. So you're just, you're you're just looking at it and saying this team the defense was catastrophic early on, and I just think that there's so much hype around the team that they kind of. I think they kind of leaned on, oh, we have talent. We have the talent to compete with anybody, okay? The talent's great, but you have to have the game plan to go along with it. And we said the exact same thing. Landon Collins playing safety. You know, he's never been a cover safety. That was a huge issue for four weeks. Then The issues with the defense were holding this team back from actually competing for a division. Then all of a sudden, the the, the defense... You know, they started to pick it up during the Antonio Gibson four-game win streak where he was just running all over everybody and carrying the ball 24 times, something like that, like kind of like old-school Adrian Peterson. But that's the thing, is that once the defense uh, started sputtering a little bit, the offense kind of kind of was there a tiny bit in the early going, and then all of a sudden, you know, you saw the offense and defense both click in that four-game win streak, even though it wasn't against world beaters except for the Bucks. But at the same time, it's just a season that it's not really a throwaway season. It's more so a season that you're used to. A seven and ten. Think about it this way: if we didn't have a, a week seventeen, we would have been six and ten. Typical, you know, Washington football team, Washington Redskins, whatever you want to call them. Soon to be possibly Washington Admirals. Who knows? Uh, at the same time, uh, but it, it's just it's just something that was very disappointing. Because again, yes, we got a decent draft pick at eleven. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I just think that this season had a lot more going for it rather than just saying, all right, you know, 7-10, and 10, that's what we were looking for. And, you know, we had a good season. We had some bumps in the road. Yes, our strength of schedule was one of the tops in the entire NFL. We get that. But this season just fell flat. I mean, the, the heartbeat of this team was during that four-game win streak where they had, you know, people talking about them. There was buzz and different stuff like that. But then all of a sudden you go on a four-game loser streak and all of a sudden, you're just like, all right, what, what was that whole entire thing for? So, to me, if I had to grade it, uh, you know, a schoolyard grade, I'd give it a C, maybe a C minus. Uh, but that's just that's as high as I can go because the quarterback position, which we've talked about so many times to this point, where it's just beating a dead horse, it, it's just not something that is fun to talk about anymore because of the whole fact that. People still try to back up Taylor Heine. He can be the—he's like Ryan Zimmerman to me. Now I don't, you know, dislike him as much as as I do Ryan Zimmerman and his playing aspect. But Ryan Zimmerman to me, you know, he's an all right ball player. He can be the nicest guy in the world. I don't have anything personal against you. I just don't like the way you play. And he's a Taylor Heine. He's the exact same way for me. So like I said, I'll give a C, C minus for this year. Just a disappointing year in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm right with you as far as those grades. I think. You know, there's a lot of things that held this team back. You mentioned the injuries. You mentioned guys playing out of position, all that sort of stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, there were some components of this team that led to win. I mean, there was a reason why this team was possibly in a playoff contention. They could have possibly been where the Eagles are uh, as far as getting into the wild card game. I mean, 
going into the season, if you had asked me, are the Eagles going to make the playoffs in the wild card or are the Washington football team, I would have said Washington football team all the way. And for most of the season, I would have said that, uh, you know, especially when once this team got going. Um, so there, there could have been a path to the playoffs. So I, I don't think it's out of the question this team could have made the playoffs this year. Just a couple more wins. What? Eagles got in with nine wins, right? Uh, so, you yep, know, this, yep. this team could have found their way in there, I think. And um, I'm, I'm with you around the C, C-minus. Uh, type mark. I, I, I agree with that. I think the expectations, again, we're just so tired of losing. We're so tired of losing. And, and this team uh, did have a tough schedule. I think next year it gets easier. And, and so we'll have to kind of see. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. But as far as the pieces uh, moving forward and kind of what we're, we're looking at to build upon, um, you know, one of the big things is going to be the draft. We talked about it on the post game show. Um, and we've talked about it on this show that we you know, it's hard to really fully trust this team in the draft as far as are they going to draft a quarterback at 11? We don't know. <laughs> they could go throw as a curveball and just go get a wide receiver or, or go get a lo- some line help or, 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 or linebacker or whatever. But it would be, I think it would mean a lot to this fan base if they picked a quarterback at 11, especially if they were able to get one of those names that fall that could possibly fall like Pickett or, or, or Corral. Um, but I, I don't know. My, I'm, I'm so used to getting like, having things not work out that I, I'm almost scared to have that in our minds is like, Oh yeah, they're going to take a QB there because they're going to disappoint us. I feel like, I feel like we're just so used to being beaten down by this organization. Yeah. And that's the, that's the draft looking forward is the issue is that we have always, and we've talked about this many times. We're always that team. That's just like, we're going to stamp ourselves at a 400 or 500 record maybe make the playoffs and all of a sudden get blown out in the playoffs or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden get, you know, a quarterback like Dwayne Haskins at 15 or something like that. Right. You know, yes, we've had some steals. John Allen was a steal, even though me and you have watched him for years and years, years, all the way going back to high school. Um, But he had a little injury scare in college or whatever that people were a little worried about. And he turns out his, you know, going into his, what was his fourth year this year, I believe. And he's a pro bowler now. I mean, that's the thing is you see those type of guys that you can find in the middle of the draft in the first round, you know, and, and everyone talks about the first round, like, Oh, it's, it's the be all get all or whatever, but that that's where the most talent is. And that's yeah. where the most upside is. So, you know, everything you else go, is a gamble. Yeah. Everything else. I, I would say everything after the second, maybe even third round. Cause we found some really good gems sure. over the last uh, little bit in the third round. But at the same time, I would say anything over the second round is definitely easily a gamble. Uh, you know, and I just, I just don't like this 11th pick, man. I mean, yeah, you're looking at it. Spots. We're, we're the best seven and 10 team in the draft, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if we would have lost that game, not saying that we should have tanked that game. Cause I don't even know if tanking could have lost to the giants, um, you know, which is horrible. Um, you know, it, that would make us have the eighth pick and you know, it, it just looking at this draft order right now, Jacksonville, uh, not going to get a quarterback. Detroit, possibly. We'll see about that. Houston, possibly. Jets, no. Giants, uh, who knows, depending on if Joe Judge is still there and he wants to stick with Danny Dines. We'll see. Carolina, you never know. I mean, you got uh, Sam Darnold there and Cam Newton. We'll see if they want to stick with that. Uh, Giants got another pick in the top seven. So they got the fifth and seventh pick, which is not good to see. Um, and I, I told my co-teacher today, I said, hey, man, the Giants should pick Matt Corral and Kenny Pickett, and then sure. trade one of them for a first-round pick, just like the Josh Rosen situation right. uh, years ago where they should have traded him for a first-round pick. But 
Atlanta, what are they going to do with Matt Ryan? Denver, they might have a pickup, even though Teddy Bridgewater did pretty good serviceable work for them this year. Jets, they won't get a, uh, a, a pick. So really, you're only looking at three or four teams. And the biggest issue for me is I don't want to reach. I don't want to go get – now. He could be, you know, the next Michael Vick or the the next Brett Favre. I don't care what about Malik Willis. Everyone says he played at Liberty. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. if he had all the talent in the world, he either would have transferred or he would have shown up on highlight reels left and right of them going undefeated this this season. Whatever. I mean, it's just to me, I don't want to reach for a guy at 11. I rather go and try to get, you know, a Jerry Judy or someone like that that you can get in the top 15 picks at wide receiver, that's going to be one of the top wide receiver prospects, uh, you know, or go get the best left tackle or go get the best, you know, left guard or, or go get the, whatever you have to get offensive guys. And I'm praying that somehow, you know, Kenny Pickett or, or, or even Matt Corral, you know, if, if they try to say, ah, oh, we don't really, we don't really like that. He got injured. I'll take him when he's injured. We need to start trying to get a quarterback. Because you can't sit there and expect this team to get where it needs to get uh, get to and all of a sudden not have a quarterback every single year and try to have these stop gaps. Literally, like I said, we're the bridge at Amen Corner sitting there and, and, and just just having quarterbacks. I mean, we had eight quarterbacks since like 2017. I mean, they showed the graphic on, during the game on Sunday. They're, they threw up all the quarterback, all the faces of all the QBs that have been part of this organization in the last, like, you know, three or four years. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I'd i love a QB in that spot, but I don't, like you said, if if if, if for some reason Pickett and Corral get, get picked before that, don't go take Sam Howell. Don't go take right. Royce Wills. You know, like, at that point, yeah, go grab another wide receiver that you could that could be a tandem with Terry McLaurin, considering there's really no other wide receivers on this team, yeah. it feels like. Or... Yeah, go get some offensive tackle, you know, help guards, whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about this pick, Mike. I know it's months away, but yeah. I think the nerves are already setting in. Where it's like, man, that's this is a this is a really important draft, and I think that's a really important pick because you could set your franchise in in a really positive direction. Uh, by making the right choice there, and they've got months to screw it up, I guess. So we'll kind of see see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. But if, if besides the QB position, besides wide receiver position, uh, any anywhere else, I mean, guards, middle line, not necessarily for that pick, but in general for the draft. I mean, it seems like they need some linebacker help, linebacker help, especially middle linebacker. Um, and then if, if Brandon Sheriff is gone, you got to think we got to get a guard in there, either in, in the draft or or in free agency, right? Yeah, there's some free agents out there that you can get to plug and place in there. I think when Chase Ruye comes back after being injured, you know he's one of the top five, six centers or whatever in the NFL, according to multiple websites. Um, you know Charles Leno, you know he's a proven veteran at the left tackle spot, and Sam Cosme. After one year, I'm hoping that, especially another off season, I'm hoping that he can uh, very much improve at the right tackle spot. Um, the other two, maybe Eric Flowers is there, uh, you know, and he does serviceable work. We'll have to see about Sheriff and we'll have to see if we can try to find, um, someone to start in that spot because Chase Ruye, you know, mind you, I believe he came out of Wyoming and, you know, he was like a fourth or fifth round pick. And now he's one of the top six centers in the entire NFL. So, you know, you can find those guys, those depth guys later on, but you just can't pay, pay Sheriff because I just, I just think that. He's going to cost way too much. Right now, he's getting paid like $18 million, which is a ton. And that's just something you can't pay for a guard that hasn't played 16 games. I mean, that's right. just a problem. So, 
I don't really know about the, uh, the offensive line. I would love offensive line depth. I would like to get a starter uh, in free agency for a, a smaller deal because um, obviously Lino is now locked up, I believe, until 2025. Sam Cosme has another three years. So we got the tackles uh, you know, set and, and Chase Ruye for the most part. We just need to get those guys uh, at the guard spots to uh, be a plug-and-play guy. And then I think that we should get at least maybe one or two later in the draft. But obviously besides quarterback – I think wide receiver number two is yeah. is the biggest need for us. You know, you mentioned middle linebacker. We just spent a first round pick on on Jamin Davis, and I think that towards the end of the season, he was looking a lot better. Yeah, he had a good um, game on. I know it was the Giants, but he had a good game on Sunday too. Yeah, and I mean, he, he's you have to think about it though. He he's still raw. Because at Kentucky, he was playing a different type of position. I mean, he was in linebacker, but you he's know, like one of those pure athlete guys where he's just like exactly he's, just, he's shredded, he's strong. Like he's, <laughs> you know, they 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 put him in a position and try to get him to learn the position well and that sort of thing. And I think it's coming along. Yeah, he's he's the type of guy that is a Virginia Tech athlete. Virginia Tech, and now I'm, I'm referencing them because they used to always go out and recruit athletes, and then they would just place them in a position, and if they excelled, they did. If they didn't, then they did. In NCAA football, the video game, you could do that. When you recruited guys, you'd bring them in as athletes, yeah. and then you got to choose what position they played uh, once they got to, and it showed you like what position they'd be better at than others and that sort of thing. And Yeah, it's exactly that sort of mindset. Yeah, so I, I just think that when you're looking – uh, at the linebacker spot, I think if they can try to bring back John Bostic, that would be a huge uh, upgrade too. I mean, look at Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb, yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think he led the team in tackles this year. Yeah, he had. I'd say he's. If if we're talking guys that had, um, and maybe next week we'll go through and award like right, right. You know, best offensive player, best defensive player. But I, I'd say Cole Holcomb has to be up there as one of the guys that performed at, at a very high level all season long. And that's and that's another big thing is that we drafted him, I believe, in the fifth round out of North Carolina. So you can find those guys that are gonna be, you know, and I, and. When I say leading leading the team in tackles, I mean significant tackles. Right. I'm not talking about Reed Dowdy of the Washington Redskins back in the day where, you know, he would get beat and he tackled the guy and then all of a sudden he had six tackles because they were targeting him the entire day. I'm talking about this. Oh yeah. Well, I, my my buddy knows I hate him because, <laughs> because it's so bad. He just sucked. Anyways, um, you're just looking at uh, you know the the main positions. I think you can get more linebacker depth. I think O line depth is a huge deal. But you have to get that number two. I mean, besides quarterback. Again, we're trying to say besides quarterback. I think you have to get that secondary piece. That's not Curtis Samuel, who used to be a running back in college and all those kind of. Get a wide receiver. You have to go get one in the first two rounds. I think whether if we can't get Pickett or Corral. Get a wide receiver or offensive line starter. If you can't get, you know, one of those two, and and you, you get a linebacker, or you, excuse me, you get a uh, a linebacker or something like that later on. That's more depth or whatever. That's fine. You have to get that number two receiver or even a one A guy because Terry McLaurin is going to leave town as fast as possible because of the sole fact that he has no help. Yeah. You have to get yeah. somebody. And I mentioned this to you yesterday, Zach Ertz is a free agent coming up. Now, is he going to re-sign with the Cardinals because they're a contender and he's on, the, he's on you know the other side of 30 now? Maybe. But I still think, personally, if they can get a guy like that, then get another, uh, doesn't have to be a star wide receiver, but it can be, like I said, a Jerry Judy type of guy that's a project that has the route running ability that can be a number one. 
I think that would be huge for the passing game because you have, say, Zach Ertz on one side. And we have the cast space to do it, by the way. Zach Ertz on one side, Logan Thomas on the other. You got Terry McLaurin on this side. And you got whoever it may be they draft or whatever on this side. Not a Malcolm Kelly or a Demarius Thomas. Or not Demarius Thomas. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, what's the, what's the, uh, what's, um, uh, what's the guy's name now? Uh, Devin Thomas. Devin Thomas right, from right. Michigan State. Uh, that's a botch. Uh, so, uh, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's, I just think that you have to get those pieces and have guys around a quarterback that we should have, even if it's like a Teddy Bridgewater or a Tyrod Taylor or something like that. You got to have pieces to actually compete with compete in this this day and age because it's a passing league. It's not a running league anymore. Even though we had those four weeks of running the ball like tremendously, but it doesn't last the entire season. Next week, Mike and I will give out some of our show awards to uh, best. You know, best guy on offense, best guy on defense, you know, those sorts of things. We'll, we'll do definitely do that next week for, for the segment on the team. Uh, we aren't going to talk caps tonight, but again, with the football season being done, we'll start spending more time on, on uh, football and basketball. And I do want to touch a little bit on the Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards. So the Wizards, 20 and 20 now. And the big news, of course, the other day was Rui Hachimura getting uh, his first playing time, I think, of the entire season. Uh, Played 14 minutes, scored six points, three boards, one assist, was two for eight from the field, 0 for three from beyond the arc, two for four from the stripe. Again, a guy that's kind of finding his legs again, um, you know, after not playing, you know, for uh, the entire season and trying to stay in shape and all that sort of stuff. But was his last time that he played was the Olympics, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it had been a while as far as like game shape versus just, you know, playing in practice. And so that's a nice face to see, especially with Montrezl Harrell still being out. Um, you know, you get another big man uh, in the mix to go along with Daniel Gafford and, and things like that and Kuzma and all those guys. So, um, you know, we'll definitely keep an eye on the Wiz uh, over the next, you know, for the rest of the season, really, but and and kind of report some of those thoughts as far as how they're looking. But I, I wanted to spend just a quick uh, segment here talking a little bit about something that we haven't had a chance to talk about on our show because it happened, I think, like Monday night or Tuesday night or something, so it's been a while. But uh, I, I wanted to briefly talk about the Glenn Consor stuff because it is relevant to us here locally, um, which if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely a DC sports fan, so you know this story. If for some reason you don't, um, with that Rockets game uh, that the Wizards played on uh, Wednesday, uh, and Kevin Porter Jr. hit a game-winning three-pointer, one of the Wizards uh, color analysts, uh, Glenn Consor, who kind of fills in for for Gooden at times and things like that, and he and he does a lot on the radio as well, um, and is a is a good uh, analyst. Like I like him as far as I mean, anybody looks good next to uh, Drew Gooden because Gooden's so bad. Uh, <laughs> but Glenn Consor, I think, does a nice job, and I like hearing his perspective on things. And in the game, Kevin Porter Jr. hits the game-winning three, and Glenn Consor uh, makes uh, some sort of reference to saying something like. Uh, like about his trigger figure or something he's like, like that. Pull, pull the trigger at the right time. Or yeah, something pull like the that. trigger at the right time, just like his dad. And then, of course, Twitter went ablaze because Kevin Porter Jr.'s uh, father is actually in prison for killing a girl, like a 14-year-old girl, shooting her. Um, and Glenn Consor was clearly referencing. I thought. Kevin. I thought he. I thought he died. He might be dead, but he definitely w- went to jail. He, he to did. Jail. I, I think he got. I think he got murdered. Yeah, so he might have gotten murdered too, but I think he also he had gone to jail for shooting somebody. Right, for shooting right, 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 right. So a lot yep, of different yep. gun references there for sure. <laughs> a lot um, of references. And then, uh, but Glenn Contour, there was a player that played for the Bullets uh, called Kevin Porter, 
And I, I, Glenn Consor clearly made a mistake associating the two. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because, um, you know, you had LeBron James tweet out that night, kind of hopping on this on the the Twitter uh, firestorm that was on social media. You saw I had LeBron James tweeting out um, something along the lines of like. The, the the game has no place for this sort of thing like this guy or you have no place in in you yeah. know in the game and all that sort of stuff and basically calling for the guy's job um yeah he, yeah here's here's the tweet he said oh he thought this was cool huh nah we ain't going for this sorry but this ain't going to fly how insensitive can you be to say something like this beat it man i pray for you but there's no place in our beautiful game for you um, and that tweet is still up. LeBron has not deleted that tweet. That was from four days ago. And, you know, the as cooler heads started to prevail, people, especially Washington fans and things like that, were kind of informing the rest of the Twitterverse that, hey, Glenn Consor, there was a player that played for Washington called Kevin Porter. He clearly was accidentally referencing that, who is not Kevin Porter Jr.'s father, but they, hey, they say, share the same name. He had He was clearly not making... Well, nobody's going to go on air <laughs> and make a joke about someone's f- dead father who killed somebody and probably was killed themselves by a gun. It's just not going to happen. For, so for a rational human being to hear Glenn Consor say that, and even if you don't know the backstory of a Kevin Porter being on the Wizards, you're not going to immediately go, that guy's clearly talking about the shooting uh, involving Kevin yeah. Porter Jr.'s father. It's like, why would anyone ever do that? A, a professional broadcaster ever, <laughs> ever be referencing that? I just it blows my mind that people would jump to that conclusion, Mike. And, and that's also the factor of trying to fish for something that's not there. Now, yeah, what are the odds that he says something like that? Which people say, oh, oh, he pulled the trigger or something like that. You know, for many sports, all for, the time. You know, Ovi's pull, Ovi pulls a trigger from the left dot. You know, just yeah. stuff like that, like. People say that all the time, but all of a sudden, you're fishing once again. That's the problem with this day and age. Now, we're not getting right. into politics. We're sure. not getting into viewpoints and all that kind of stuff. Because it honestly goes across both lines, a lot of this stuff. It, it does, and that's yeah. the thing, is that the problem is people just fish. And that's what like all these news channel outlets, stuff like that, just go back and forth saying, like, look at this idiot that was said yeah, that, yeah. that. You know, they're talking about Kamala Harris's laugh people, like, and stuff to get like people that. fired all the time. Exactly. Like, that's what everybody's looking to do. And, and and that's 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 another thing. Like I, I saw a video today that they were like people were commenting on Kamala Harris's laugh and stuff like that. Like I understand, like it's kind of weird, but at the sure. same time, it's like uh, focus on something else. Yeah, and that's okay. why I think like get a life. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my laugh is weird as hell, but I mean, I I don't get I don't I honestly don't care. It's just it just makes me laugh uh, in general, and that's why I was laughing earlier because it's just literally a fishing tactic to try to find something that pisses you off that you can say something. And LeBron has that like platform where he can go on Twitter and I don't know how many followers he has, some some many many million oh, or whatever. I'll tell, I'll tell you, I was just looking at his at his Twitter and by the way, the show does not follow him. I do not follow him. Oh no, we the show is following him. Crap. Never mind. Oh. He has fifty fifty point six million followers on Twitter. So fifty million people are on Twitter and they saw if they did see it a tweet from LeBron saying, this guy, man, you need, you guys need to believe me that this guy was all about malice and he didn't care about this guy's past. Glenn Consor, I don't know how old the guy is, but you know he has to say, like, hey, I just go and show up to the game. We know a couple of people like that in the broadcasting <laughs> right, group that we've right. had oh, where 
literally they just show up like 10 minutes before do zero prep and just right. talk about the game and don't even don't even know who's playing that night <laughs> right, like right. i know a couple people that come to mind straight to mind uh-huh. and that's the thing is i'm sure glenn consor because he's been around the game so long yeah he doesn't need to sit there and look at and i think you texted uh the group about this that he's not looking up at the backstory of kevin porter jr's uh, family right like it's like no one cares about that stuff like yes is it a tragedy that that things happen in that situation yes but at the same time he's not going to sit there and say like well man he had the you know, magnum 45 or the colt 45 yeah. or yeah. like he's not going to sit there and say whatever gun or whatever he's not going to oh, ar-15 you know he's not going to start talking about certain guns stuff like that when he made a three-point shot to win the game he's he's literally not meaning that and that's what pissed me off the most is that I even said it in our group. LeBron can go kick rocks. I just don't care about his opinion anymore because he he's trying to integrate himself on po- politics and this and that. It's like, bro, just just go get a go do your thing. Go maybe win another championship or not. I don't care. Go chase another ring. When you are done, we can see your son play at some point or whatever. And right. then just just go do a documentary ten years down the road and say like, you know, this is probably not the best idea to say. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Kind of kind of do a uh, you follow MJ's shadow as it is. So just right. go do what he did. And that's the thing is, he's just he's just trying to fish. For something to complain about, so everyone else can have him in the news saying LeBron said this. We're on King James's side. I know. You know I know. It no one nuts. cares because you're like, look, you have when you're in LeBron's position and you have those 50 million followers. Uh, you know, you honestly don't have the capability of firing off tweets from the top of your head. You have to think about oh, yeah. things before you tweet them. That's why because, they have PR people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, look, if you and I tweet something, uh, you know, we've got a hundred, a couple hundred followers on, on the uh, on, a, on the show Twitter or something like that. If I tweet something like that, it's like, look, if, if it's not going to be that big of a deal. People aren't necessarily going to, like, follow it religiously or, like, listen to everything we say. When LeBron tweets something, there is millions of people of the 50 million. It's on are, ESPN. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's on ESPN that that believe everything he is saying that's going to go with whatever opinion he has. So if you have that power, before you call for somebody's job, you got to do a little bit of background research, a little bit of legwork before you tweet something out because you have way more power than any of us as far as uh, your platform and that sort of thing. So to even possibly say there's enough, this game, this guy doesn't belong in our game. It's like that's just He's been around the game longer than you have, bud. 100%. <laughs> and and Glenn Consor, even if you don't know like uh, you've never heard him broadcast or something like that, it's like it takes it takes maybe a minute of research to kind of put two and two together to go, okay, uh was there a Kevin Porter on on Washington or like where why would he say that name? Why would he reference his father? Oh, look, there was a Kevin Porter that played in DC. Maybe he's talking about that because Glenn Consor's older. And he was around when this guy was playing. Okay, I'm putting two and two together. It was a mistake. You know, it it doesn't. It's not that hard. It's not that hard yeah. to figure out what what happened. But everyone, like you said, wants to jump down people's throats immediately and call for people's jobs. And it's just, 
it's just tiring. And we want to talk about this just because it is local and, and Glenn Consor, I don't, as far as I know, he hasn't lost his job or anything. Um, he's probably taking a break. I bet. Um, I mean, he shouldn't though. That's the thing is, yeah, he, that's the thing. He, he should, he, he, of course. He, he, he should go out say, Hey, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I apologize. I made a mistake. I want to sincerely right. apologize. Rational to Kevin human Jr. beings should be able to understand. I made a mistake. You know, exactly. Sort of so, you know, just go out there and say you made a mistake and you know, you were thinking about this and you know, it, right. and now we obviously know that's probably what he was thinking about. Cause it's like what yeah. you mentioned. And he put out so, a statement, I believe on Twitter or social media or something like that kind of saying that sort of thing. But yeah, <laughs> but he hasn't really, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm it's, he shouldn't have to do that. I'm with you. I don't, I don't <laughs> like when people sit there and call for somebody else's job yeah. just because you don't like what they said. Right now. Right. Yes. This was not like a political viewpoint or it wasn't an opinion piece. You know, it, it, it was a more mis- reason why you shouldn't call for their job. You know? Exactly. Like, it, it was a mistake. <laughs> it was a in mistake. That, and it's not like he was. Oh, Kevin was, Porter isn't Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad. Ah, like, I uh, feel like that's uh, an easy mistake to make, I feel like. But I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's just it, it's just it's just funny because the the sole fact when you're looking deeper into the situation, you you know that, OK, it's just a mistake. Like, it's the same thing with baseball broadcasters that don't realize they have an open mic and they say something sure. stupid. And all of a sudden, you know, they get some people have gotten, you know, they lost their jobs. But at right, the same right. time, this wasn't a situation because it was like it was like a reference. It wasn't it wasn't like think about it this way. If he was sitting there, and it would be harder to believe that he thought Kevin Porter of the Bullets was his dad, if he sat there and said, oh, Kevin Porter just pulled that trigger like his dad did on this and this, and they start, start talking about the reference, like, <laughs> right, right, like, right. like in depth. You <laughs> then know? I understand. You know? then, then you understand, understand that because he obviously can't cover that up. But this is a situation right. where you know, it's just it's just – uh, it's just blasphemy, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, that's and, a big and word. For the record, <laughs> uh, before we move on, for the record, yeah, uh, the the story is that his father uh, pleaded guilty to first degree manslaughter in a shooting of a fourteen year old girl in ninety three. Uh, he was sentenced to four and a half years in prison, and then in two thousand four, um, he was shot five times and killed. Right. Um, so yeah. So you know, just want to set the record straight, just from what we had talked about earlier. But uh, yeah, regardless, crazy story. Shout out to Glenn Consor, who does a great job on the broadcast, and I'll tell you, ten times a broadcaster than Drew Gooden. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, moving on, a quick look at the NFC East roundup. Just the last game of the year, of course. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles uh, played. Cowboys killed them, fifty-one twenty-six. Uh, Dak throws five touchdowns. Sure would have loved to have that during my fantasy season. Would have been great. <laughs> Uh, saved it for the last game. Saved it for the last game when the my season is done with fantasy, so it doesn't matter. Uh, the forecast for this week, no football, of course, uh, but for the Caps and the Wiz, Caps Monday, they'll be home against Boston, Saturday at the Islanders, Sunday home against Vancouver. Uh, the Wizards, Tuesday. Uh, what was that? At- what, what was that accent? The Wizards. Oh, you said you said Van- Vancouver. Vancouver. Or something. Vancouver. Uh, for they, uh, they, they, they from uh, they from France, <laughs> France, <laughs> Vancouver. Uh, three home games this week: Tuesday, OKC; Wednesday, Orlando; Saturday versus Portland. That could be a three and a week right there. Gotta be almost. You gotta think like, hey, we we enough of this five hundred BS. Let's <laughs> let's win some damn basketball games. Uh, <laughs> let's set up the final lap. Ninety seconds on some other stories in sports. Here we go. The Raiders make the playoffs, eliminating the Chargers in a crazy OT game. Timeout called, field goal kicked, and the Raiders are in the playoffs, Mike. 
You know, the best video that I saw was is Rex Ryan talking about Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, saying it's a shame that he did not get Justin Herbert in the playoffs, and it's his fault. And he didn't even know his name. He said the guy with the little cap. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. Insane game there, and that game also had some implications on the Pittsburgh side of things as the Steelers make the playoffs. All they needed was not a tie in that game, and it almost ended a in a tie. Unbelievable. I mean, ties happen like once a season or something, and it yeah. was. And we've seen like three this year or something. It's nuts. Yeah, that was crazy with Pittsburgh. Obviously, a whole entire roller coaster for them yesterday with, obviously, the whole entire Colts-Jags thing we're about to talk about. Uh, Colts somehow losing to the Jaguars, which is embarrassing, and the Pittsburgh Steelers taking down their arch rival in the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, the Colts, I mean... <laughs> excuse me. <Whoa! laughs> Colts losing to the Jags. Uh, I'm just going to move on. Uh, the Jags, who are just god-awful. It's crazy that the Colts lost to them. Not even a lot to say about this. 15-point favorites. 15-point favorites, and they lost by, like, 15-20. It's, un it's unbelievable. And then last but not least, uh, a lot of moves going on in the league, a lot of firings today as we record this show. Kind of a trio of head coaches out. You got Mike Zimmer and their GM out in Minnesota. You got Matt Nagy and their GM out in Chicago. And you got the, the most surprising news of them all was Brian Flores. Oh, yeah. fired in Miami. Um, and, you know, I'd say the other two I get. You know, Minnesota just had some good seasons, just never were able to get past that hump under Zimmer. So I understand kind of the change there, especially with this year, you know, them underperforming. The Matt Nagy move, I totally understand. I mean, again, Chicago's a disaster. Uh, but Miami seemingly is a team on the rise and a team to watch out for. And Brian Flores, from all accounts, I mean, look, we're not Miami fans. We're not following this team day, day to day. But from just what I can see from an outside observer, I thought, all right, this seems to be the guy, right guy for the job. This team had gone through losing streaks and bad records and really turned things around. And you fire him. Kind of surprising there, Mike. Yeah, it's actually kind of surprising in the sense that all Miami fans that I've seen on Twitter now, I have a few Miami friends. So on Twitter, you know, that's how it's starting to pop up once I click on their thing and I hit a hashtag or something. A lot of people are kind of upset about this because of the sole fact that he was one in seven, okay? Tua got hurt and all this kind of stuff. But then all of a sudden, they win eight of their last nine games. And Crazy. some of them some of them were convincing wins. They weren't like, oh, they were squeaking them out like, you know, 17 to 16 or something like that. They just beat the, the Pats, who were trying to win to get yeah, a yeah. better seat. So you're looking at this team and just saying, what is wrong with their front office? Because Brian Flores, I mean, from what I heard and what I've seen on ESPN and Fox Sports, all this kind of stuff, Everyone liked him. Everyone liked him, and everyone said that he was a good coach. He was in the Bill Bel Belichick tree, and everyone said that he might be one of the ones that actually pans out from that tree to actually have a successful career. And the Miami Kansas, which is he's going to be picked up immediately. He might yeah, even if you're get Chicago, you're calling Brian Flores right now. Like you're <laughs> you're on the phone with him right now, saying we will give you anything you ask for. Come coach us in Chicago because we're a right. dumpster fire. Um, yeah, that was surprising. The other two, really not surprising at all. I mean, we had been they'd been talking about Matt Nagy being out at the end of this year, like in week five, <laughs> like they yeah. were saying that sort of stuff. Joe Judge is still having a job for some reason. Yeah, for now. I mean, yeah, I don't know what's going on there because uh, again, that guy needs to be gone too. The Giants are embarrassing. Um, let's uh, do a little trivia here before we hit up the money line. Let me get the trivia music ready. 
and I will go first. I'm feeling good. Time. I'm feeling good. You feeling good about trivia here? Oh, yeah. I'm feeling okay. good about my uh, answer. Okay. You're feeling I mean, good about I, I, I even I, ask I, the question? <laughs> okay. Here we go. Hit me. Who left the Seahawks to join the Lions in 2014, catching a career-high 99 passes on his way to the Pro Bowl in his first season in Detroit? Uh, it's, it's Golden Tate. Okay, okay. I had to, you know, I feel like <laughs> I've been asking really difficult questions in the Detroit category, and I didn't think this was necessarily a slam dunk, but I should have left off maybe some pieces of information on that. Maybe I should have told you as a wide receiver or something. But yeah, you that, got it right. Yeah. Hey, you got it right. I've, you had you've asked me some questions that I've answered before you've even finished the question. So yeah, well, I, I'm trying to do the same thing with you is trying to leave off some pieces if I already know it's going to be way too because some of these are like three sentences long. It's like just right, get to the right, question right. already. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Golden Tate. That was that was a little easy. Um, but uh, which team did he go to after the Lions? Um, it's a good question. Yeah, and I and I feel like I know this. Uh, I'm just running through some of the options in my head. <sighs> oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm putting the show on like a, a show stopping here. Oh, it's um, it's, I mean, it's a good question. Man, where did he go after? It wasn't. I don't think it was anybody in the NFC North. Um, it was not. Pats, wasn't the Pats? Wasn't the Bucks? Wasn't the Chiefs? Uh, wasn't the Washington football team? Wasn't in the, anybody in the NFC? He didn't go to like Philly, right? That wasn't no, no. Uh, he didn't join. Ken, he wasn't part of the Kenny Galladay move to New York like Galladay did. He uh, did play for New York. Oh, it was New York. So the Lions are just a pipeline for the Giants, I guess. He did play for, but it was obviously before Kenny Galladay. Uh, right, right. But right, that right. was, I think, it was like three or four years ago or something. But that's like just that. funny because yeah, these Lions receivers. Just, just go to New York and then look at Kenny Galladay, who had who was the leading pass catcher for the Giants, and it was it had the lowest number of receiving yards for a guy leading a team in the league. Uh, really? Yeah, Kenny Galladay. Fun fact for you. <laughs> yeah. So Golden Tate. This is a Golden Tate podcast. Um, Great name, see. by the way. That's I'm that's to, that's up yeah. there as far as one of better names. Golden Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, both. He was a Notre uh, Dame guy, right? <laughs> Yeah, he went to Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm trying to find a seat and make sure that he actually went to New York because I don't want to be that idiot that says, like, oh, yeah, he, he went to New York. That and sounds sudden... right. I, that sounds right. Well, I know he played for New York. But yeah, I it, was it was Giants. It was, yeah, yeah. Lions and the Giants, uh, Seahawks, Eagles, and Notre Dame. Yeah, so he played for four teams. I'm a Golden uh, – I was about to say Golden State. Golden State, I'm a, Golden Tate. I'm a, I'm, a Golden, I'm a Golden Tate mark. Right, All right, here go. we go. Here's your question. All so, right. in 2014 – Making his first start as a Redskin, what backup QB threw for 300 yards and rushed for a touchdown to lead an upset overtime victory against the Cowboys on Monday Night Football? In 2014, making his first start as a Redskin, what backup QB threw for 300 yards and rushed for a touchdown to lead an upset overtime victory against the Cowboys on Monday Night Football? Well, I feel like... Remember, you got a question. Yeah. I feel like you're trying to trick me with this one. I, I didn't write it. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. That's true. <laughs> but I feel like you're trying to trick me. Because f- here's my initial thought. My initial thought is this is Kirk taking over for RG3 because I think Kirk was the backup at this point. Um, but then it's like, did Kirk really rush for a touchdown? It's like, that guy can barely run. 
He's done it. He's been. He's done some bootlegs. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. That is his signature. He loves the bootleg. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say it's Kirk uh, as a backup for RG three. Incorrect. Oh, think about no. it. Think think about it this way though. Well, you didn't ask a question, but think about it this way. In 2012 was when RG three got hurt. And then the next season is when Kirk oh, officially so this took is who, over. This is who Kirk's backup was. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Because Colt shot, McCoy. He's, rest in peace, right? Is he the one that's dead? Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan. I knew it was a Colt. No, Colt McCoy's <laughs> still back in the league. Yeah, I, yeah he's, I think he's in the car with the Cardinals or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, was like, rest in peace. What did I, what did I hear? You didn't hear the news? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Colt McCoy, I'm sorry to you and your family who I'm assured they are listening to this podcast. Uh, uh, well, that's the thing. He, oh, I, that's I, a really I, good question. Okay, I yeah. called that one. I called that one his uh, national championship because remember when he was <laughs> playing for Texas yeah. and then he, I forgot, I think it might've been Alabama or something. He was playing for Texas and he got right. hurt in like the first drive or something like that. Right, for the national right. championship. So I, Monday night football against the Cowboys in his home state and stuff like that. That's all. Goes awesome. out and beats him awesome. on Monday night football. Cole McCoy. McCoysta. He said he's still a hate. Washington. The Hatfields and McCoys. Uh, there you go. There you go. And that little history for you. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the money line. Uh, your boy had a great week. 2-0 for me. Uh, I was able to get the Broncos cover, and then K-State uh, destroyed in their game. So I had those two. You, I believe, went 1-1 one one this uh, past week. You didn't have – you had the Lions, uh, cover, uh, and then the one that you didn't cover was the – The Colts, who didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> the Colts, right. So I am 17-17. and 17. Mike is 18-16. and 16. It's close right now. It it's is. close, and we only have. Let's see. Last time we did it through twenty or two through forty-four picks, we are at ten uh, picks away. We are ten picks away, so uh, that's five episodes. So by the time we hit episode one hundred, I think uh, around there is when Ooh, we'll bingo. reset. So that, that's fun. Uh, all right. So my picks this week, my lock, and I did this kind of for fun because I saw your dog, and then I was like, all right, I'll just <laughs> choose the other way on the lock. I'm going Georgia tonight, two and a half against Bama. Uh, my heart probably says Bama will win this game because you never bet against Dick Saban. That's the rule. But you know what? I'm taking Georgia. Georgia minus two and a half tonight in the national championship. And my dog, I don't know why, but I just have a there's a feeling about this Patriots team where I, I just feel more positive about them than I do about the Bills. I, th- I feel more negative about the yeah, Bills this year. True. I think the Bills have been so up and down and they've kind of lo- haven't looked as good as I hoped they would. And the Patriots, I feel like you never, just like you don't bet against Saban, you don't really bet against Belichick when he's in the playoffs, even when he's playing with you know guys like Mac Jones, who had a decent year. I'm going Patriots covering the four and a half. They're the dog in that one. Uh, those are my picks this week. I would be surprised um, if uh, the Bills don't keep it close and the Patriots somehow, you know, I don't think they're going to yeah. blow the doors off of them, but the Patriots' defense is very good. I bet they can at least cover the four and a half. Depending on what the 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 weather is out there in Buffalo, you never know at this time of year. True, That's a good um, point. but going back to Sean McDermott, their their coach, he I think he's just like an average coach because you'd think that this team with a top five quarterback pretty much in the entire NFL, you got great playmakers on defense, you got some good playmakers with Stephon Diggs and and even Cole Beasley who's seventy years old. Right. Yeah, you got you got guys out there that actually are really good ball this was players. One of my Super Bowl picks going into the year, I yeah. thought the Bills, yeah. It, they were like six and one, and then all of a sudden they lost like four straight games. It's like, how do you do that with this team, especially with Josh Allen being pretty much healthy the entire year? Anyways, uh, that's going to be a great game, though. I can't wait to see that one. Uh, my lock: Tampa over Philly. I think Philly's garbage. Yeah, uh, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I, I think Philly, I think Philly's a fraud. I think Philly's garbage. Shout I think out to that birds banter. Yeah, birds banter podcast. Loopy. 
Matt Loop. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna call him the Loopster. Um, so <laughs> next time, next next time he comes on, I'm just gonna call him the Loopster and see right. if he says anything. Um, my lock is gonna be Tampa. Uh, I mean, nine point favorites. I think it's gonna go down just a smidge, possibly, because I think a lot of people are gonna try to start taking Philly with nine points. Um, but they're in Tampa. It's gonna be pretty good weather for the most part, because obviously it's from Florida. But I think that. Tom Brady with the whole entire A-B debacle and stuff like that. I think he has something to prove now. Uh, and I think he's going to go out there and just light up Philly. I think he's going to try to set the tone for the playoffs, just like they did last year against Washington. Even though they didn't blow us out, uh, they basically you know, showed who they are uh, against us uh, in, in Taylor Heineke last year. But I just think that they're going to go out there and make a statement in this game. Not to mention that uh, Philly has a very good rushing offense, but Tampa is probably the best rushing defense in the entire league. They're going to try to get Jalen Hurts to beat him with their arm, and I think that uh, I think Tampa is going to win that uh, by double digits. Uh, my dog, Alabama. Right now it's plus 2.5. I wrote this down at plus 2.5. It's at plus 3 currently, uh, but I'm going to keep the 2.5. Um, and, uh, you know what I went with the, with the whole entire don't bet against Nick Saban bit. I mean, Nick Saban is a great coach. I think that he schemed up for Georgia and now he's got two weeks or whatever it is to scheme up for Georgia again. Right. So I think he's got this, uh, not in the bag, but when you're giving Alabama three points, yes, they don't have Mechie or however you pronounce his name. I think it's right. Right. They don't have him who, who lit up Georgia in the first game. I just think that in, in general, this is this this is the time for Alabama to shine because everyone is picking Georgia right now. Everyone's leaning on Georgia because how crazy they blew out Michigan. But I just think Alabama has has a good shot at this, and I think they can easily cover, possibly win outright. I would say uh, another tip for you betters: I would take the under in this game, whatever it is. True. Uh, I would definitely. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, but um, those are our picks. So it's fun because this game's tonight. Mike and I will be watching Georgia Alabama. Well, you know me, I'll watch like. A half, and then I'll be asleep. Um, <laughs> besides that, people, you got to be sure to check out the show on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16 from Mike. We uh, appreciate you subscribing to the podcast and, and rating and reviewing and all that good stuff, as well as downloading the Contender app. That's Contender with a K. It's free. Download it so you can hear our show and other shows uh, on that app and uh, any post games and things like that that we get a chance to do. We're always appreciative of that any final thoughts here mike before we bid adieu here this is our no this is not our first show in 2022 this is our second show i guess so um but uh yeah football season wrap coming coming to a close and next thing yeah. you know it's going to be just uh just hockey and basketball till it's baseball season again if there is one you never know with the hey, that's right uh, i want to ask you a quick question have sure. you ever heard of asmr oh yeah yeah what the hell is that so it's like uh, I get what it is, kind of, yeah, but I don't yeah, even know what the definition is. Yeah, it's something like audio, something, something, sensory, yeah. something yeah, or another. Yeah, it's it's like the people that like it's very weird uh, to, to tell you that, and you can find some weird ones if you dig. Yeah, you whisper into the microphone. You do like uh, like for example, you know the packing material that makes a little popping sound. Yeah, you yeah. would just sit here and do that onto the microphone, and some people. I've heard that for some people, it actually does register a like feeling in their brain, something like that. For the rest of us, it's more like creeps us out, like, <laughs> like especially when dudes do it. Um, there's yeah. some people that will be like just sitting on the microphone, just be like, <laughs> like they'll just do that, and for like a half hour, and you're like, how could you enjoy listening to this? So ASMR I, is very weird. It so I obviously when COVID was happening last year, I ended up getting on TikTok. I caved and. 
my for you page every live broadcast of all these <laughs> random people on ASMR and they always are supposed to show you your algorithm of what you like to see and stuff like that like I like to watch funny stuff and whatever right. but I keep seeing these stupid yeah, the ASMR all out of whack sometimes and it's, it's freaking me the hell out because <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. like you got this girl that has like eyelashes that are the, the, as the, the length of my finger and they're she's going out there and she has like those nails that look like talons from an oh, eagle no. she's just and, some scratching stuff and and and, she, and she's doing like the like the like and and then she then, then she's sitting there and like and then she like whispers cuz someone yeah. like gives her a gift or something like that and she's like Thank you for the gift, David. Oh, and the dudes that are into that is it's it's a whole I'm, level of creepy. Man. Those, I'm those just are sitting, guys that are weird. Dude, dude, I'm sitting there and I'm yeah. and I literally can't skip them fast enough. But they keep showing up. And it's That's so worse when you're annoying. For you, for you page on TikTok gets messed up because you watched one video for a little bit too long, and then suddenly all you see are those types of videos. You're just like, <laughs> oh god, I can't, I can't take it. Oh my gosh, I, I wanted to have a longer conversation about this, but I just had to get it off my chest because I've yeah, been, no I, I've been seeing this for two weeks now. No, I'm with you. There's every some weird, day. There's some weird. I'll send you some. There's some weird ones out there where you're like. Don't send is, them to me because you send them to me. No, I'm going to send them to you so you watch them and it messes up the algorithm. There's, <laughs> there's some that like, yeah, some of you are like, I, I just, I don't know about this. Um, <laughs> they but, sit there and they, they cover the mic up with like plastic and they put like the foam and they start like, you know, putting a brush on it or something like there's that. There's one where a guy's just chewing gum into the microphone. It's like, <laughs> that's disgusting. It's weird. It's weird, man. We'll do our own. We'll open up our own channel. It's just Mike and I eating uh, French fries or something. Uh, in, the, in the microphone. Oh, uh, I hope it's getting that deep sensory memory for people. There it is. There it is. That is Mike Cerrone. I am Ben Simpson. We'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover.